0: Left. Right. Hello, and thank you for joining for this episode of SIP Talk. Today we're talking about public schools versus private schools. However, we, uh, we go on a bit of a rant about Cuomo, and uh, we get really deep into that. So uh, let us know what you think about the public schools versus the private schools. Were you a student in either? And uh, super curious on your opinion of the governor of New York State. I will see you on the other end, and thank you as always for tuning in. This is SIP Talk grab a drink and enjoy Cheers cheers cheers, cheers. It looks like we're live across the board. Welcome to episode 125 of SIP Talk. My name is Justin DiGiulio, coming out of my basement in New Jersey, just outside New York City. I'm joined today by James, the Bosnator Boswell, philosopher, accountant, bartender, referee, professional in all elements. Uh, I'm expecting a pizza delivery imminently.
1: I love that intro, by the way. You love that It never gets old. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel, uh, you know... um, Sorry. Here comes my pizza delivery. I'll be eating. Uh, this is a little, okay. Wonderful. Thank you very much. There's lots of moving parts here. I can't leave out any of these, uh, professional designations that you have because I feel they're so integral to the podcast and, and to you as a podcast personality. So I can't, I'm just in my basement. You're the guy, you're the guy with my bedroom, (laughs) but you still have real substance and still a moving box behind you.
1: Oh yeah. 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 The, uh, one box a week goal got relaxed once i got down to one box
0: yeah i can see there's one box. <laughs> for me so look today we're going to be talking it's actually
1: about- like oh, i think there might be slightly more i don't know um no because there's a box with posters and then all those other boxes are actual storage of things i'm
0: going to hire somebody i'm going to hire an interior designer for your for your bedroom we could get started with uh we get we get started with the SIP Talk audience. Uh, hey, Tori. Hey, Javone. Uh, hey, Sugar Madison. Mr. And Mrs. Mercy. Bzz, Vin Benegal. Hey, P- P- real tour. What's up, guys? So if any of you are teachers, we're going to be talking about public schools versus private schools, a topic I know nothing of. I mean, a little bit, but but very well, you went to a life. private school and I went to a public school. So I got a little bit and
1: same here, actually.
0: I got a little bit of skin in the game. So I'm going to try to eat a little bit while we're going. I'm about to open a bottle of wine. I just ran a couple of miles, haven't eaten since lunch. So I don't want to fall flat on my face halfway through the podcast here. Um, but as you were mentioning, as we came on air, I don't think I'm going to be able to eat this unless you go on like a long monologue here. Uh, I can, but. <laughs> we, were <talking> about, <laughs> we were talking about Cuomo, which is wild i've actually been thinking in the last few days like damn this guy's gotta step down like they're not i i I don't i don't want to see the guy step down i don't i don't and i'm not saying he should stay i just i don't i don't have any desire for him it's not really it doesn't play much of a place in my life you know that i care really what he does we have a governor he's going to do whatever he's going to do you know i
1: I'm, I'm when you live in New York City, the mayor has more of an effect on your life than the governor that, does. That,
0: yeah. And the mayor that we've had has been so terrible <laughs> over the last forever and a half. Um, that that, you know, the, this this mayor has just been so terrible. So uh, it's what happens, you know, with New York State really doesn't bother me so much. But I feel bad for the guy. And, I you know, I don't I'm not saying he's a good guy. Uh, you know, I just I'm looking at the nature of the accusations. And it's, you know, you know what happened, right? He, he was on TV every single day and he just stayed in the public eye and got so much attention that people who had issues with him couldn't not air their grievances.
1: Yeah, it's one of those ones where he flew too close to the sun.
0: It's exactly, it's Icarus, right? Yes. It's exactly an Icarus issue. And that's what I think is a bigger issue here i understand there's other other things at play i understand you know he can you have some of the allegations against him
1: well it's it's various like groping and like forcibly kissing women and his excuse right before he resigned like a day or two before he resigned he gave this little speech about he's like i do this to everybody it's just like a fan like it's something that i was like brought up to like that's how we show affection in the family and He's Like I do it to everybody it doesn't matter if you're black or white, straight or gay, stranger, like in a position of high power or just somebody on the street this is what i this is how I treat everybody and i't well, I, don't, I, like, I, I thought that, that was a really odd excuse of like
0: well <laughs> I wouldn't imagine he's mouth kissing gay dudes right like i just i don't see that <laughs> that may, you know.
1: well yeah i I know what you're saying, but I think he was trying to say that like it was. It, what he was trying to do is obfuscate on the accusations and trying to minimize what he was accused of by saying, actually, what I was doing was this. And so he's moving the goalposts in two different ways. One is he's trying to reframe what he was accused of doing to being a ben- more benign action. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, moving another goalpost by saying, I treat every." Everybody this way, so I wouldn't treat women differently than anybody else. And it's how I was raised in in my family and everything. So he he tried to both, he tried to reframe his actions and then also reframe the context. And I think both of those are deep stretches of the truth. I I would agree with you.
0: But just, I definitely want to just confirm he didn't have any male accusers of him. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. All right. Um, Again. I don't want him to step down. I'm also in the same time, not defending him. I'm just, and and
1: um, there's some things that like some of the accusations out there are not just about touching. It would be, I I think there was one where a woman said he asked her, do you have any piercings on your body besides your ears? Hmm. Come on. There's not much.
0: But look, here's the issue. If you've been in a workplace, if you've been on a soccer field, if you've been anywhere in, in kind of, you know, outside of your immediate close, well, here's the issue is, is you get sort of close with people. You kind of, you know, you joke around, you push people a little uncomfortable. It's, and that's, and that's kind of being a human and there's certain, you know, thresholds that you don't want to cross. Some people don't quite understand. They don't have that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The ability to kind of differentiate what's too far. Okay, but, but, but there's taking it way too far, and there's just kind of crossing a line. Or, or I, I think
1: asking a woman if she has piercings anywhere else on her body is crossing a line in pretty much any context. He didn't ask to see them. It's still going to make her uncomfortable.
0: And yeah, you have to know
1: that it's going to make you uncomfortable. Like,
0: of, I, well, I don't think it would make some, I mean, depends if it's a 60 year old dude. Yo, let who, me put it this boss. way.
1: If I'm on a first date with a chick, I'm not asking her that question.
0: Really? Why not?
1: I'll either find out or I won't. I don't need to ask.
0: I think any piercings is a, an appropriate first date, uh,
1: no, because if I'm if that's not going to be something that I'm going to be leading off the date with, well, maybe if it's going lead. pretty well towards the end and like there's still a comfort and everything established. Sure. But uh,
0: let me like, let me ask you, this, this. is
1: not while, while I, we're still feeling each other out. I'm not asking that question.
0: What uh, if you guys want to call in and weigh in, uh, let us know in the comments and Rosh will send you uh, he'll send you the call in link. We I love your opinion on this Cuomo thing. James. What are you drinking down there in not so sunny South Carolina?
1: I uh, am double fisting bush ice. Oh, you got two of them there? Two of them.
0: Oh, very nice. Are they, what, what temperature are they?
1: Um, actually, refrigerated. One of them's warming up because it's not in a koozie, but both of them came from a refrigerator. So, you know, I, I bought the house. We're going to start living a little more civilized.
0: I think, uh, I think south of the Mason Dixon line, the koozies are, are, kind of everybody has to have a koozie isn't isn't that pretty accurate
1: yeah yeah i don't it's super common to see i a may drink have in a koozie. one
0: koozie somewhere in a box somewhere i've seen the last six months my sister has like two drawers
1: full at her house dude when i moved out of the apartment i threw out like 20 of them <laughs> uh yeah and now and- i only have like one i had another one but i can't figure out where it went uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm... And I really like that one because it was a gift from uh our liquor rep at the bar when I was bartending. And it's a green koozie that says I'd rather be drinking Jim Beam.
0: I really like that
1: one. And I don't know where it went. I'm pissed. That's
0: too bad. Uh FYI, guys, just one more reminder. Uh if you're on Instagram and you throw a comment in there that you'd like to join, ask questions, or weigh in on the Andro Cuomo thing, let us know. Rosh will send you the link. Rosh, just so you know. We're not using ZipWhip anymore. That's what I was trying to explain. You're going to have to DM them the link. There's no more login to, to Zip Whip. Um, But right.
1: well, Can I, I wrap you, up my thoughts on Cuomo? Yes, I, I,
0: I'm going to take a bite of pizza here, and okay, I'm curious cool. what you got.
1: Because, again, it's when, when you're in a position of power, and we've had this talk before on the cast, is that when you're in a position of power, you have to realize that the rules that you're playing by are different than the rules that people below you play by. And that things that might be okay for an intern or like a legislative assistant to stay are not okay for you as the governor and the most powerful person in the state of New York who has the power to basically fire anybody. And you making people uncomfortable or you making requests of people are going to be taken much more seriously than if you're just somebody on the street you're, you're not held to the same standard as a construction worker and i think that is something that a lot of powerful people lose sight of and that's why in the past five years or so you've seen a lot of powerful people lose their positions over accusations very similar to cuomo's
0: i will definitely agree with you and i think you contextualized it very well when you use the construction worker reference even though construction workers they've already had their day with the whole me too situation so uh
1: but my my whole point is that I I kind of feel bad for the guy in a way but at the same time it's a situation that he caused that he that there were probably rumblings that he could have heard and able to make adjustments and he chose not to he thought he could get away with it and there's a lot of a a lot of talk about the reputation that he kind of wielded his power vindictively so that way people that were a threat to him or whatever got removed so he was able to get away with it for longer than he should have because of the way that he ran his administration and to kind of come back to my comment about flying too close to the sun i think that it um A comment, I don't remember who told me this, but someone told me, only commit one crime at a time. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're going to go out and buy drugs, drive the speed limit. Or if you're going to be speeding, don't be drunk. Don't compound your crimes, because the more crimes you do, it's not like the sentence is going to get any longer. But the more things you're doing, the more likely you're to be caught for any one of them. So, like, if you're, drop, if you're dropping a body off to the marsh or something, like, don't speed on your way there.
0: Yeah, I wonder... I feel like back in the day, the mobsters and the mafia used to drive, or drive around with a lot of bodies in the trunk. I wonder the ratio of times they were pulled over and caught with a body in the trunk versus the number of bodies that were dumped in whatever river or buried in the sand.
1: Well, so I think the way that they were able to get away with a lot of the body disposals is that the cops knew what cars were mafia cars and did not pull them over. Fair enough. Because who like the mafia was smart enough to make sure that they paid off the cops and that the cops would really only bust them when they absolutely had to when they had no choice. So if you got a mafia car driver around your cop and you suspect that there's a dead body in there, unless they're causing some other kind of issue that you can't ignore, you just let them keep driving. Because chances are they're paying some portion of your paycheck.
0: Well, yeah, in cash. Right. Um, so <laughs> question for you.
1: Uh, and Rush says it's a good idea to weigh down the bodies with big, big rocks
0: uh hi kim thank you for joining us if you have uh any questions or uh comments you'd like to add about cuomo we'd love to hear them rosh can uh, dm you the the number um what do you think is going to happen to the bridge the what you know the tappan Zee bridge they renamed uh, after cuomo's father you familiar with that one
1: um no i haven't been up there in a while yeah, well
0: so a lot of bridges get new names. I don't I don't know how I feel about that, but they, they renamed it the what is it, Mar- Mario L. Cuomo.
1: Yeah, that was the governor back when we were kids. And that was his father, yeah. Yeah, before Pataki.
0: Before Pataki. There's a Pataki bridge somewhere too, right?
1: That wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all right. I, I just want the Northway Bridge on eighty seven to be renamed the Dolly Parton Bridge.
0: <laughs> Ever since I've been a kid, my friend Eric has called this bridge. It's got two big. uh, What would you call those? Like arches. Yeah, big arches. It's not a suspension bridge. Two big arches, and every time, every time we drive across the bridge, he'd he'd make us quiet, guys. Shh, shh, shh. shh. Going over the bridge. Why do we have to be quiet while we go over this bridge? Um,
1: But well, I mean, they were called the Twin Bridges. Is it the twin bridges? Is that what it was? Uh, I'd heard that before or just the twins.
0: All right. (laughs) The twins. There you go. Um, But another thing about Cuomo is that it's crazy that he was loved for the first half, almost first two thirds of 2020 by everybody who was super liberal. He got on TV every single day. He was talking to the press for a half hour, an hour, whatever. It seemed to go on forever some days. And the liberals really loved him because they could juxtapose him to Trump. And Trump looked like a clown by comparison. And uh, But again, what you just said, Icarus syndrome, syndrome, he he stayed on way too long, threw way too much attention to himself and uh, started to puff himself up. And anybody that wanted to take a shot at him, you know, whether they decided not to in the past, they, they shot their shot there and, uh and they took him down. So if that's really what they wanted to do all along, good for them. If they kind of went along with a bandwagon, it is what it is. Like I said, I don't, I don't have any want for him one way or the other. I don't want to, you know, him to be pulled down. I don't want to build him up, but I, I don't, it's, it's kind of not one of my, it's not important to me, you know, like just if you want to buy a pink car, go buy a pink car. I don't not want you to buy a pink car. It's, it's your choice. Um, speaking of Eric, <laughs> you know, I had this thought this afternoon. I went I went for a run right before we, we got on, which is why I'm eating the pizza here, because I'm drinking some wine. I don't want to be asleep by the time we end this podcast. Um, and uh, I, t- I was thinking about moving refrigerators earlier. And... <laughs> Well, two things. I don't know if you remember the, the comment that I gave him when we were in high school and he was really working out.
1: No, that's why and, I'm laughing. I'll actually okay, tell yeah. the story.
0: I right, said, so look, it, you know, it doesn't. You told me the refrigerator that flew out of the back of the truck.
1: Uh, that was also funny, but no. that's not what I was laughing no, at. I, I, I said, was laughing look, at the comment you made to him about like strength versus looks.
0: I said, look, look, dude. Um, it doesn't matter how many refrigerators you can lift. Girls don't find that attractive. You got to look good. I look good, which is why it's important to do some cardio and do some running so you don't actually look like a refrigerator. Because the number of <laughs> the number of refrigerator I'm not comparing him to a refrigerator, I'm just comparing like a meat <laughs> like a did you I don't know if you watched the Olympics. Oh I
1: remember you compared his ex-girlfriend to a refrigerator. His ex,
0: yeah. Um the uh the Olympics, some of these big uh
1: like the weightlifters, the, yeah, the like the power, power lifters. lifters. Mm-hmm. these
0: guys literally are bigger than refrigerators these are enormous guys
1: they're also like so, shaped like a square
0: yeah but that's why they look like a refrigerator yeah they're all muscle well they're muscle and you know not lean which is why they fill out um but The point was you want to you want to look fit. You don't want to look like a refrigerator and nobody cares how many refrigerators you can lift because it's not it's not a thing in real life unless you're a mover, I guess. Um, Another thing I want to make this note on refrigerators, if you're moving a refrigerator, you got to let it rest. You got to let it sit upright for at least 24 hours. Well, probably at most 24 hours. 24 is a magic number before you plug that shit in. Because when you move a refrigerator, when you get one delivered, it gets shaken up. The coolant ends up all in the lines. And when you turn it on, whatever happens with the compressor just doesn't work right. So you got to let that refrigerator sit for 24 hours. You got to let the coolant drain back to the basin and and out of those lines. If you plug in a refrigerator uh, too soon after it's been shaken up, it's going to have a really short life or it may not work at all. Did you know that?
1: No, I didn't actually.
0: Have you moved a lot of refrigerators?
1: Yeah, I, I, I can,
0: I can let you know I'm very capable of lifting a lot of refrigerators.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I have not had to move a refrigerator in my adult life.
0: Oh man, moving refrigerators is literally like just an absolute miserable job to do. Um, if you got a just,
1: dolly, it helps a little bit.
0: Yeah, but they're just so fucking unwieldy. Like that's the thing about refrigerators. There's just well, so they're heavy,
1: fucking- but it's also the weight distribution isn't even.
0: Yeah, and that's why when they get moved, they get shaken up a lot. So if you get a refrigerator delivered, let it sit for. T- I know you want to plug that thing in. Let it sit for twenty four hours before you do. The things uh, you learn
1: on Zip Talk.
0: Well, there's a lot, a lot of important stuff here. Um, all right, what else do I have? Uh, just some quick, quick thoughts before we get into this public school, private school. You know, uh, Elon Musk is trying to sell ads, advertising billboards in space. Did you hear this?
1: That's a really terrible idea.
0: It. <laughs> Yes, it really, really is. But uh, it's a great idea for him to raise money for himself.
1: I've said this before on the cast, and I will continue saying it until further notice. Elon Musk needs to go away.
0: Why do you think that?
1: I think that he draws a lot of attention to himself purely for self-entertainment where he'll come up with ridiculous ideas and because he knows he has a platform, he'll just spout off random bullshit to see what reaction he gets. Um, you've seen him do it a number of times on either Tesla stock, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, various like other regulatory things when like a state wants to tax his company more or something like that. It's just like, if you look at any normal company and you look at their CEO and I'll just pick a company like Disney. The, right?
0: que- the question, the question is pick a company and then name their CEO. And, and nobody's going to, I don't know the CEO at Disney.
1: I don't not, either. It used to be Michael than... Eichner, but it's somebody else now. But the point is you don't know who the CEO of Disney is. Why? Because he's not going to have to say anything unless things, until, unless something went really, really wrong. His day-to-day operations of calling people up and and running the company are silent and Disney makes money and for the most part is relatively uncontroversial. And You can name pretty much any other publicly traded company and I would challenge you that unless you're an investor in that company, you're probably not going to know who their CEO is and that's a good thing.
0: I think it's a generally good thing, Uh, a P1 job. We're about to talk about public schools versus private schools. tight. Right now we're talking about Elon Musk selling uh, billboards in outer space. And that's
1: why Elon Musk pisses me off. It's just like, go be CEO of your company. Obviously, you're smart. You've had a whole bunch of good ideas and you've made a crap load of money off of them. Keep being smart. Keep coming up with good ideas, but just like run them past... Like your chief technology officer or your engineering department but or, he's got a, or your therapist. I don't really care.
0: <laughs> you're, I think you're just sour because he manipulated that Dogecoin or Bitcoin or, you know. Uh, I'm
1: not an investor in any of those things. I don't care. I, I have no stake in them. I just it's annoying to me how much people pay attention to him and how little value his comments actually have.
0: little value for the general public but great value for him and his investments and his companies
1: right and that's what like i want i wish people would just wise up and stop paying attention to him i get i get really annoyed by it because right.
0: well just, look i'm i'm yeah. against i'm against the idea of putting billboards in in low earth orbit but
1: that's it it's such a bad idea let's ruin what is effectively the last thing that is even remotely pure
0: No, it's not. I mean, the issue is my issue is there's a lot of shit up there,
1: but you don't see the space junk. Like if you look up in the night sky, even in an area like you or I live in that has a fair bit of light pollution on a clear night, you can still see a lot of stars. And even if you're if you're going to go out into the middle of the desert where there's no light pollution, space junk isn't going to interfere at all with what you can see. So You start putting billboards up in the space and you're basically taking away the last pure thing we have.
0: I mean, you can go out into the the wilderness and it's pretty pure out there, but I get what you're going for. I'm not for it. Interesting idea, but I think we're going to have a fucking world war if we start trying to regulate that stuff because he's proposed the idea and we may shoot it down in the US, but Somebody else may go ahead and do it.
1: I hope that we literally shoot it down.
0: <laughs> Who's it going to land on? That's
1: that's what well, it'll burn up in the atmosphere. Every or, once in a while, every or once maybe in while. it'll land on a Tesla factory if there's any god in this world.
0: Every once in a while, I, I worry about some space junk falling. Like that's that is something that I, I think
1: about. On a, I would love irregular... to die by space junk. <laughs> that would be such a great way to die.
0: Fuck that, dude. That's some scary
1: shit. Like, I, I I would die laughing.
0: In my office, the uh, the AC vent just c- 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 fell out of the fu- fucking ceiling uh, over the weekend it, while the, while the guy was in his office. so that's he's like you know I heard a little noise. I stood up and then it started to fall on me. Luckily, I had stood up so I could move out of the way. and I went in, I went in the room today and there was this, just the, the ceiling was all fucked up and the vent was on the ground. So uh, Rosh
1: says, what if Dogecoin comes out to be the official currency on Mars? You'll see Musk in a different light. And I say, Elon, lead the way.
0: And and what Jensen says, I'll meet is, you there. Is he loves the uh, Jen Jen says he uh, Jensen. Rosh is feeding us a comments. Jensen, yeah. uh, Jen Jen, Jensen says uh, oh. he loves the entertainment. People nowadays are their own hype, which is true. I think. That, well, I agree. And that's, there's a certain element of being your own hype man that I think is is an important part of building a company,
1: especially a does too company. much of that.
0: Well, and I, and I that's feel that's where I get that, sick you. of
1: it fast.
0: Um, and then uh, on this note, I, I was I just watched a video on it just to like be like, is this is this for real? And somebody made this comment, and I just want your thoughts on this. Um, and and the comment was, or really, it's more of a question. Is what's possible inevitable? No. You are the philosopher. So I'm curious, curious if you want to flush out an answer. I, I don't think it is, but I'm curious your rationale on this one. I mean, I, I know it's not.
1: No, because there are certain things, there are plenty of things that are possible that we can, as a collective species, say no
0: well i just think you have this unlimited number of possibilities and only a certain constraint in which they can exist which
1: well no if, if something is possible it, it depends
0: not every not everything that's possible can happen though
1: well i guess if you have contingent possibilities where where one thing necessarily negates the possibility of another
0: well that would be help if you have an infinite number of possibilities Because with a with a with a finite amount of time.
1: Yeah. So if you have any kind of contradicting possibilities, then you can't have them both be inevitable because one will necessarily preclude the other.
0: Exactly. But each could be independently possible.
1: What I'm saying is if they're causally linked or.
0: Well, if one cancels the other, then the other becomes impossible. But right. on their own, they're they are possible. So I I, I just don't think it, it's, it, it, if it's if if it itself is possible, is it inevitable? Um, you're gonna have some cancel cancel well
1: my I guess my answer would be well I'll tie this back to the space billboards. Are space billboards possible? Yes. Are they inevitable? No. We That's as it. a species can stand up and say, We're not going to allow this. Honestly. I will form my own country just so that way I can develop Space weaponry to shoot them down. I will get enough funding to make this happen.
0: That that reminds me of the time that you were going to uh, move to Canada if uh, Trump got elected. So, huh? <laughs>
1: uh, Yo, uh, so this past in twenty twenty. So I, I think I talked about this on the stream when we were doing the uh, the marathon cast the, for the election. Five right?
0: hour the five hour drunken election coverage.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm not kidding at all here. I was back channeling with the derv for like two and a half hours of that, scoping out properties in Trinidad.
0: I remember that. I remember that. And um, that was
1: not like we were bullshitting on that. We were both one hundred percent serious. If Trump won, we would have been putting together some capital.
0: Um, oh, let's answer. Uh, I, David, thank you, Justin, for being inspiration. Oh, she had a male big brother influence. It's oh, very, very nice. Yeah, I wish I had a male big brother influence like you in my life. You are so positive. A thank you. Sending you blessings. And MJ saying hi, guys. Uh, hi, MJ's guy. a
1: regular contributor. It's good to see her again. Hey, Carol
0: Ferrucci and Rod. Uh, hi, David P. That's, that's very nice. Thank you for that. Um, we're going to talk about schools. Speaking of big brother. So I'm going to let you lead the school because I've only been a student and a teacher within my own realm of of real estate, but that's not, it has nothing to do with public education or private education. It's just kind of like this independent secondary education for people who didn't get a continued education in most cases. Uh, But, but you were, you have been both a, uh, a, a student in, you were, you were in a private school effectively yeah, for three years. Yeah. You were in a private school, public school, um and, and taught also in south carolina
1: been, public schools
0: and you and you were a public school teacher so you're going to know a lot more on this than i am i'm going to defer to you a little bit um let me just hit the quick comments on tiktok because i always feel bad tiktok my eye line for tiktok is over here so i miss them a little bit um we got let love rain saying a lot of women were crushing on cuomo during the pandemic um and uh some comments here let's see uh enjoy your vino. All right. I'm going to enjoy the vino. We're going to, I wanna want to want uh, to get your opinion on, on what's a better school. What are your, what, just in general, right up the bat, would you rather have been a, an only private school kid or an only public school kid?
1: Looking back on it, it's really hard for me to say, because I think that Private school for me was a little bit too permissive and a little bit too free. And that kind of allowed me to, at a time in my life when I shouldn't have been setting rules, gave me the illusion that I could. Um, But on the other hand, going to private school offered me access to advanced classes that wouldn't have been available to me in public school to the point where when i came back to public school the classes that i was taking were a year ahead of the advanced classes available for everybody else in the school and so but like i had a very similar experience so, and so I, you think you well, we get a
0: better education you,
1: you private- can you you definitely can get a better education in private school because you're paying for a more customized experience
0: but so what do you think is a better what do you think is better overall?
1: Better overall. I'm probably going to go with public school for a lot of reasons that don't have to do with the actual quality of education, because for one, depending on what public school you go to. And that's that's the issue here is that,
0: that is the issue. that's a, if, that's, a, that's the biggest issue.
1: If you go to a bad public school, your quality of education might be garbage through no fault of your own. But there are some public schools that are as good as the best private schools. I, so I it's agree. really hard to say all public schools and lump them into one basket. I think that your variance is much higher with public school selection than it is with private school selection.
0: Exactly. So, but he, here's, here's what I want to say on the matter. One, parents, it's up to you. It's a parental decision. The the child is in in the vast, in 99% of the cases, not choosing which school they go to. It's up to the parents and it's socioeconomic. It's location-based. It's up to the parents. I would say that you're going to typically find a bit more diversity in a public school and you're going to have a vastly, I think the public school experience, in my opinion, is going to bring together a lot a lot more diverse people and give and open your eyes a little wider than a private school
1: i think that's hugely
0: important that being said and that's not always the case but no. but but the public school is just pulling from people in the neighborhood everybody's going there. private yeah, how school, many black and,
1: people do we have at our school
0: <clears throat> not many but that's also where we grew up that's why i said socioeconomic and lo- location-based but how many minorities do we have in our school? Not, not very many. We didn't realize, I didn't realize that at the time in retrospect, I realized it, but my point is you, you might be able to get access to a better education in a private school, but a lot of education comes from at home when it comes to parenting. So if the parents are choosing where they're putting the child in school, they're also much more responsible for the child's education than simply just choosing a school so i'm talking to you parents it's up to you right it's not don't don't lay so much on the school because really they're going to get a lot of education from learning from you as a parent uh also public schools are a hell of a lot cheaper the issue is if you live in a neighborhood that's not so great and and that's the biggest issue is it is it worth because chances are your taxes are probably a lot lower if you live in a neighborhood that's not so great, which is not awful. always, not always, but that's also affecting the quality of the schools, too, because you could be renting in, a, in an area where the taxes are are pretty high. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and it's wild to me that public schools are basically paid for by the local taxes. I don't know, you know, too much of the legality around this because I've been renting in New York City for the last decade plus. But um there are such things as property and school taxes. It's a lot of money and
1: well when you're paying rent, a portion of that rent was going towards the property taxes for the building. Well, I never it's just saw a, that hidden, right, yeah, it's actually, a hidden right it's a hidden charge. It's, it's lumped me. in. Yeah. But yeah, like now that I own a house, I pay property taxes. When I owned the apartment, I was indirectly paying property taxes.
0: Yeah, you didn't you didn't see the property tax bill, uh, MJ. I'm glad you're joining us from the beach. You're drinking with us. That's very nice. I'm curious what, what beach. You, what beach and what are you drinking? Don't worry, we're not going to stalk you. We're in, in the basement, and uh, James is in his bedroom. We're not we're not going anywhere for a while. It's a 40 uh,
1: minute drive to my nearest beach, and I highly doubt you're at that one.
0: <laughs> so, uh. But, but where do schools get their money? That's, I, property, that's taxes. property
1: taxes. Local property taxes are the majority of it, but there's also state and federal funding.
0: What about the casinos and the lotteries? How much does that contribute? So
1: uh, yeah. That's, that's going to be highly variable by state. In well, South I, Carolina, I think most of the lottery money goes to higher education.
0: Okay. I was like, what is that? Like scholarships and things like that?
1: Scholarships or rent, uh, not rent, um, like tuition reductions or like basically subsidizing schools. Like you remember, like Trident, Trident Tech. Yeah, like subsidizing schools like that, so that way they can keep tuition low for all students.
0: It's weird that that. I don't know how I feel about gambling, right? Like I, I, you know, I'm not against it, but I just, you know, kind of on an ethical level. The house is kind of always winning, so it's it's just a general suck from society, and you you know you.
1: It's, no, it's, it's, it's just redistribution,
0: to a degree. But I feel like it's a bit of a leech on society. It's it's taking the money out of society, putting it in somewhere else, but taking it's
1: putting it, it in. into a different part of society. Casinos yeah, are business. Yeah, it's
0: going into different part of society exactly. But it's it's uh, it's taking it from individuals and and. I'm talking about gambling. All, all
1: businesses are.
0: I'm talking about gambling. You know, casinos, things like this. Not just, not just lottery. Um, but I feel that the majority of people that are playing it, well, obviously, the majority of people that are playing it are losing the money that way.
1: Um, well, otherwise, the casinos wouldn't be there. Like casinos aren't built on losing money to gamblers. Obviously, that's. Um, have that's, you ever been in, Have you ever been in a casino?
0: Um. I've been to the Saratoga casino. Casinos are something that I just completely avoid because I'm not very good at gambling or assessing risk, especially when it comes to So money. you went
1: to like the, the video casino at Saratoga? I, I
0: just walked through. There was a private party in the back and they had a horse that they bought they were they were racing that evening. So I was there to watch their horse, not not put any money down on it. <laughs> and uh, oh. and eat he, some free food. It's a wonderful time. I'd like to thank the Brendis funeral home. Well, <laughs> but I just, oh, here, here's my thing. It just, it occurred to me that like we build systems off, you know, it's, it's, it's the toll booth, right? You build a toll booth to pay for the road or pay for the bridge, but then you leave the toll booth up because now you, you have this source of income that's paying for other things.
1: But it's also paying for the maintenance of said road or bridge.
0: Yes. But the toll doesn't go down after the bridge has been paid for. Right, but right. The-, the toll doesn't go down. It, and actually, the toll goes up. And when we were kids, you used to drive by and there'd be like this uh, cone-shaped uh, bin. Basket. Yeah, and you'd throw your change in. It would swirl down and then the thing would turn green. You'd go. And you'd throw in 15 cents or maybe 85 cents. It was not collecting bills. There was no bill collector. You no, you had to bought- have exact
1: change. And yeah, if you yeah, didn't but- have exact change, you'd get a ticket.
0: Yeah, but we weren't talking like over a dollar, right? Were you like $15? I don't remember. But well, there was no dollar unless you had a dollar coin. But now, I mean, the, the tolls that I pay, I mean, I just remember tolls as a kid. And you also
1: weren't driving in New York City where the tolls are higher.
0: Now the tolls are like 15, 25 crazy amounts of money. You know, my, my toll thing is a few hundred bucks when I, when I get it every month. And I don't even try. I, I take the train most of the time so just a wild amount for tolls but i was just thinking like you know like when it comes to traffic tickets and things in new york city it's it's you're building a system based off this well, revenue part of revenue. the
1: reason for having the tolls as high as they are is less about revenue raising in, as it is reducing tr- yeah yeah i get
0: that all right let's let's talk more about private schools you you gotta lead the way man <laughs> you gotta lead the way i well, I, so, I had yeah, the same private the same schools thing, same thing happened to me i went to, in uh, I graduated elementary school, which is what fifth grade. Yep. And then my mother decided to me she decided she was going to put me in a private school, which she did. And uh, I wasn't for or against the idea. It was weird to be separated from my friends, but whatever you, you know you go through a lot of changes when uh, you know you're 11 years old or something. So I went into this private school. Instantly hated it. And uh, I had nothing to do other than kind of focus on being a student and being at school because I wasn't with any friends. I didn't have as many distractions.
1: It was also a military academy, and
0: it was a Christian military school. Yeah, oh God. Um, and I was big in the in the Catholic Church at the time, but I wasn't digging the school. Uh, and my mom, I, you know, I told my mom I didn't want to be part of. They didn't want to be part of. It. And she told me, "Look, if you if you get straight A's through the school, um, you can you can leave." So I did. And uh, and I went back to the public school and then I found myself way advanced in where everybody else was. And I was only gone for a year. And Mm -hmm. in in, in the fact that I was sitting in these classes, bored out of my mind, decided that the following year, I think, or maybe the year after that, I was going to double up on maths and your father, who was a math teacher, tutored me. And uh, and I I aced I got a hundred percent score on the on both of them yeah on both uh, on both uh, both courses at the end of the year which was pretty impressive kudos to your father thank you you know oh, no, he, kudos he to you because you put in the work yeah but uh, but but point was I had a very similar experience to you where I left the private school and was super advanced uh, I was actually also a really bad percussionist and I had to give up band unfortunately, to, uh, to pursue a secondary math. Um, but uh, what's up, Erica? Welcome to the podcast. We're talking about ma- math. Um talking about school. So actually, uh, Erica and, uh, and really deep stuff and Astrid, uh, Jamia, and Laura, welcome, guys. We're talking about private schools versus public schools. If you guys have questions, feel free to throw in the comments. You have questions, and we'll make sure that you, uh, you guys get the link to uh, to call in so james sorry you're up this is, this is your topic
1: well so yeah i think that the diversity and again it's going to depend on what public school you're in but in general public schools are going to be more diverse than than private schools and there's a lot of value in being exposed to different people
0: i i will agree with you completely there so i think grew, i grew quite a bit moving from upstate new york where it wasn't very diverse to south carolina and then into New York City and, and in retrospect, I can see each of those moments in my life as huge points of growth for me.
1: So I think that that's super valuable. And with a public school, if you want to get like special attention or whatever, you really have to work for it. And I'm talking about as parents for your kid, you've got to really advocate for your kid and push both your kid and the teachers and the system for your kid if they want to take advanced stuff. Um, whereas in a private school, that's much more the expectation than the exception. And so private is
0: that that you're going to be pushed in, in a private school, you're saying? Yes. Okay. And then in a public school, everybody is kind of getting the same level of education. You have to advocate for yourself if you want to excel.
1: Correct. So it's you can still get a good education public schools but depending on what public school you're in you might have to really fight to try and get special treatment for your kid in terms of hey don't put them in this class see if you can bump them up a grade for like if their kid's really good at math see if they can go to like the next grade's math class or something like that they can make that happen but you really have to fight for it well we went to
0: yeah we went to the for me to double up on the maths we went to the guidance counselor who said no to the principal who said no to the school board and then the superintendent, I think, who finally was like, what the hell is wrong with you? A kid wants to do two maths. Let him do, if he fails, he fails. Right. Like, you know, I, I how many probably, kids do we, how many kids do we have asking to double up on math classes? Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and yeah, like when I, when I came back in eighth grade, um, like I was a year ahead in both Spanish and math. And so I went to the school and I was like, I've already been doing this. And like, they're like, well, do you have the test? I was like, yeah, I passed the tests. So they're just like, well, then I guess we are not going to make you take what you already passed again. So yeah, you're in middle school, but I guess you'll just go to the high school for your Spanish class and for your math class, but still had to fight for it.
0: It's so, it's so weird that you actually have to fight for it. And, and, uh, it's a weird public school thing. I just, I think that, yeah. But again, I, you know, I think there's some major benefits of being in the public school. Also, the cost is zero.
1: And also, I'm going to make this, I'm going to advocate for this, and I'm probably going to lose this argument with some people. But I think that secular education is really important. Like, if you want to have religious experiences for your children... That should be disconnected from school. Like you should, if you want to do that on your, your Friday, Saturday, or Sunday for religion, great. If you want to go in the evenings for religious stuff, fine. But school should not be tied to religion. And a lot of private schools are.
0: Yes, they are. So you're saying that private schools should not be tied to religion?
1: What I'm saying is that that's my, one of my issues with private schools
0: Oh, is that the is- education that you're getting is is accompanied with religion? Yes. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That sucks. That sucks. So if your public school sucks in that, in that neighborhood and you want to put your kid in a better school, but you're Jewish or you're Muslim and it's a Catholic school, that, you know, that's a major bummer because it's a weird, you know, it's a weird thing to be kind of the only uh muslim or hindu or whatever it might be in a catholic school you may not be the only but you'll be one of one of very few and if and
1: and, and you'll have to learn about things that you don't believe in because there's going to be classes if you go to a catholic school you're taking there's going to be classes. Yeah. you're going to have to take classes that are against your own religion and i think that that's wrong that's now that's,
0: yeah that's actually where and i was very catholic but once i went to that catholic school that was probably one of the biggest things that, that disconnected me from, the, from Christianity and the Catholic religion was there's so much of this stuff that is just completely absurd. This is wild. And, uh,
1: you know. and so I'm not telling people to not be religious. I'm saying do that outside of education. Have that be a separate thing.
0: But a lot of times those, those religions are sponsoring those schools.
1: Well, right. But, and that's where I'm saying, this is one of my issues with private schools. Um, (sighs) Cost is another one. We already kind of touched on it. And there are Um,
0: some, you know, you can get some loans and typically you can get some grants and uh, scholarships
1: for private schools, right?
0: That's available. You can.
1: like the the private school that i went to was pretty expensive for the time but there were a number of like low-income kids that got either free or reduced tuition to the school because the school wanted to have diversity so that's one thing that i really need to give credit to that private school for doing was bringing in kids that otherwise wouldn't have been able to attend
0: Hey, guys, if you guys have opinions on uh, private schools and religion, I see there's a few comments about uh, religion being huge in Catholic schools, etc. I'd love to have you guys join us. You can call in if you, uh, you let, let us know in the comments you want to join or ask questions live. Rosh will send you the, uh, the link to call in. I'd love to have. We got a call in last, last episode. That was pretty cool. Uh, except I think they were a little, <laughs> little hammered at the bar. But yeah. it, it, is, it is sip talk it is so
1: but yeah um not that i'm going to have kids but if i were to have kids they'd be attending public school and if they're not getting enough learning from their public school then i'll go and teach them things at home they'll get extra lessons from me
0: which is exactly what I said. I mean, I think, you know, if you're a tuned in parent, you should know if your kids are idiots, right? You know, and I don't mean idiots, but I mean, if they're learning at school, like you need to be aware of what's going on. You need to be tuned in with their lives. And, you know, I, I think a cool thing about um, kids being in school is that you get to revisit some of the things that you learned and have forgotten, so a good way to engage kids that are in school is to, you know, have conversations about what they're learning about and be genuinely interested. I think anything that's, that I don't.
1: It's also about, a good way to be able to assess whether the teachers are full of shit. Well,
0: that's a, yeah, that's a really good way to know what's going on in the classrooms too. Um, damn, man. I'm just thinking back about being in school so much today, since you brought up this podcast and damn, I hated that, that private school so much. It was just a miserable experience. You know, when I was in a public school, especially in elementary school, I wasn't a great kid, but I pretty much did what I needed to do because that's who I was. But when I went to this private school where they were really, it was a military Catholic school where they force you, you know, to be, you know, standing up straight, sitting up straight, uh, you know, not speaking out of turn. Right? You just it, it was a fucking military school. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving bad examples, but it was a military school. It made it a miserable experience, and it actually, and I didn't because I was a very good student, but it made me want to push back really hardcore on uh, on that school and on the establishment.
1: Really? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't blame you. Oh, man,
0: so I mean, I think I don't know much about. <clears throat> different religious schools i know about some catholic schools and then i know about like kind of hasidic jewish schools i don't know much about them but i know they're out there in new york city and the only people going to them that i know i that i could even imagine would be people who are hasidic jews
1: i would bet you probably wouldn't even be able to get in unless you're a hasidic
0: (sighs) that's weird is that i mean i would imagine too in a catholic school anybody can go in right
1: Probably, I don't know, but like the Hasids are like their own breed, man.
0: Well, it's a a very tight culture, you know, and that's, that's what I don't know much about it, so I can't, I can't speak too, too much on it, Um, but it's definitely unique and way different than uh, Catholicism. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: I look at it as kind of a a closed society.
0: That's, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Um, and they definitely have a, what's the word I'm looking for, a dress uh, that they very much adhere to. That was one thing about being in the Catholic school was that you had to wear this uniform and uh, having to put on a tie every day and, and wear these uniform clothes was also super miserable. Um, but I learned how to tie a tie. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Before we wrap up, let me hit a few more universal skills. Is that cool <laughs> with you? <clears throat> Can I start with one? Uh, is it tie a tie? No. Uh, go ahead. What is it?
1: Um, being able to push your body to its limits in a workout.
0: Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's um,
1: like if you worked out with people where like they they – claim like they're working out hard but like
0: oh dude they're I, not I, even
1: really like sweating or out of breath whereas like if i'm like if i go for a run especially if i'm doing like intervals or something like by the time i make it to the last interval like i can barely stand up
0: dude my heart i just I ran before this and my heart rate was uh 191 yeah that's that's like you know given the last 191 is really high the last stretch is a super steep hill and I always sprint out the last, you know, fifty yards or so, um, which is li- like literally killer. And I always measure my heart rate at the very end of that. I had a, I had a pretty good run, but I've been so running.
1: 191 is definitely pushing yourself. Yeah,
0: well, it, but that's the point. Is what you're getting at is being able to work out to the extremes, and uh, but but not even working out to the extremes, but being able to push yourself. And as somebody who did some personal training briefly when I was younger, it's some people don't have an understanding of like what's really is pushing themselves. So I got some life skills up in the, up in the screen. Um, I want to touch base on these because I think they there's some pretty good ones. I'm going to lump in tying a tie should be a, a pretty good life skill, woman or man. I think uh, women, you know, now that, uh, you know, we have this weird cross sexual culture that a lot of women probably out there wearing ties cool with me, but, um, but just knowing how to tie a tie. And especially if you are a a chick dating a dude that doesn't know how to tie a tie, like you better, you better let him both need to learn. Yeah. You better let him know that you know how to do it and he doesn't, and he's got, he better shape up. Uh, so, and this was life skills. Every kid needs to learn. And I just, I happened to come across this last podcast when I was putting some together, but basic first aid, I think that's a good one. Basic first aid, right? Um, because you never know what could happen and you want to make sure uh, you're prepared. You're able to, to fix things, stop somebody from bleeding out or something. Next is how to cook something that doesn't come in a box with with powder labeled sauce. <laughs> um, the next one is how to write an essay, which how to write anything, I think really is... uh
1: writing's a really underappreciated skill. It, yeah, wildly. Uh, how to buy...
0: How to grocery shop on a budget.
1: Yo, dude, I'm still bad at that. Yeah, so am I. Um,
0: But I know how to be cheap, so that helps me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: Jewish, so you know.
0: Uh, How to choose a credit card. We could do a whole episode on that. Uh, How to say no. I think, dude, right now in today's culture, so important. People literally don't know how, and then they end up in these situations, and they blame the other person. While the other person is at fault, they can't absolve themselves of fault also.
1: That's a complicated topic.
0: It's a very complicated topic, but people do need to learn this. And if they say no and the other person persists, shame on the other person. But if they don't actually say no or say stop, um, it gets complicated and people need to know. And this is why it's somebody. This is not my list. This is somebody else's opinion on basic life skills, how to say no. Next is how to jumpstart a car. Uh, I'm going to throw in how to change a tire as well.
1: I'm going to also say how to pop a clutch.
0: That's, yeah, given that no cars have that anymore, but still, <laughs> it's super, super, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that's a super valuable skill. How to do their own laundry. All right, we talked I about I think that we one.
1: talked about that yeah, one.
0: We did, we did. Basic home and car repair and maintenance. So they're saying basic, but I mean, you got to be able to troubleshoot things. and, and, and So let me repair. throw
1: this one out there, and I know you'll agree with me which is like whenever something of mine breaks, I'll try and fix it. If I can't figure it out, like I'll use the Google or like look for a YouTube video or something. Yeah, how do people not do that first? And I'm going to run until I get to the point where I've either fixed it. I think I've fixed it or it's gotten to the point where like I've done more damage to it. And I'm like, all right, fine. I really do need to bring it to someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. But I'm going to take like first, second and third crack. All right, let, me the repairs. The, let me hit
0: the rest of these because we're running out of time. How to pay, how to budget and pay bills. Yep. How to put on a condom. That's important for both men and women.
1: Um, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of self explanatory. Well,
0: women should I guess how some to do
1: people it. struggle with it. Uh,
0: how to send a professional email. Very important. How to change a tire. Yep. Oh, that is on there. How to study and how to proofread. I'll close that right now. Uh, and we're definitely running out of time. So, uh,
1: probably got 10. like a minute or two.
0: Yeah, we got we got one and a half minutes here. So uh that's it guys. That's it. That's all we got. I hope uh I hope you guys enjoy the topic where we're talking about uh, public schools and private schools for uh a an eighth of the podcast. <laughs> 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 but we tried. <laughs> we tried we're above our average. Jess three nine eight nine Ica says car stuff. Uh another uh let love rain says how to choose friends. Those are those are very you know what so- that's a good one yeah that is good i wish you guys had wish you guys had joined the last podcast but i appreciate those comments now look we're running out of time i don't want to be cut off because i just don't want to be cut off uh so on that note james i will bid you until thursday until thursday adios my friend cheers see you all right that concludes this episode stay tuned for the next one and if you have not already don't forget subscribe, like, comment, any interaction helps, and it is greatly appreciated. Thank you.
1: Uh, I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.